Hey, Bethany, it's snowing today. Does that mean we get the day off? Nope. That's not a thing in this business, Brian. What? That's not fair. I know. Let's talk about it. I'm Bethany Van Delft. It's Thursday, February 24th, and this is the 10 News. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, Back in my day, if it snowed so much that you couldn't safely get to school, you stayed home and relaxed. Oh. We watched TV, went sledding, and baked treats. But since the pandemic and the introduction of remote learning, it's possible there might never be snow days again. In March 2021, New York City's Department of Education announced that there would be no more snow days. (gasps) Parents, teachers, and kids all said it was unfair. Parents had to find a babysitter or help their kids with school while working from home. Teachers have to adjust lesson plans at the last minute. But the people most affected by canceled snow days are kids. After almost two years of remote learning, plus the stress of dealing with the pandemic, kids deserve a break. Oh, you're right. When a snowy day shuts down a town or a city, It's a chance to read, play video games, drink hot cocoa, go sledding, sleep in, and just enjoy life unscheduled. For kids living in places where it snows, getting a day off is a treat. But for kids in parts of the country where there are smoke or hurricane days, dealing with stressful weather makes it just as difficult, if not harder, to learn remotely. So if parents, teachers, and especially kids want to keep snow days, school boards should listen. As more and more school districts, cities, and states make decisions about snow days and more, the 10 News will be here keeping you informed. Now we're talking. Do you get graded on your schoolwork? Students have been getting grades longer than most people can remember, but when it comes to learning, do grades really help? Is there a better way? 10 News correspondent Ryan Nurz is here to report on the future of report cards. For decades, American students have associated A's with awesomeness and F's with epic failure. But a new movement is saying that this whole system of grading schoolwork with letters gets an F-. minus. What? Okay, that's not a thing, but you get the point. There's a movement sweeping the country, and I think some of you out there are going to like the sound of it. Behold, the no-grades movement. Before you throw away your report card, Let me explain how it works. Gradeless education goes by a few fancy names, like standards-based grading or competency-based models, but they do similar things. Instead of teachers just slapping a big red letter at the top of a test or an assignment and then moving on, they create a series of skills that each student needs to master before they can move on. Okay. So let's say you've got to learn fractions. 
In the traditional grades method, you get some exercises, do some homework, have a test, and maybe you get a C. Which means you kind of get it, but not really. Doesn't matter. The class moves on to the next lesson. In a gradeless classroom, each student keeps working on fractions until they master it. And then, instead of a grade, you get nothing. Seriously? Okay, that's not quite true. In some of these classrooms, the teacher checks a box when you're done. In others, you get a one to four rating on how you perform that skill, but those numbers don't get used to create an overall grade. In other classrooms, like some New York City middle school programs, there's a color-based scale. It's kind of like a stoplight. Red means you're not getting it. Yellow means you're getting close. Green means you got it. But there's an extra color, blue, which means you totally crushed it. So the big question is, does it work? Many would say it gets an A. Pl- I mean, a blue. Studies show that students in gradeless classrooms show more interest in whatever they're learning, and teachers who use the system say it gives struggling students time to practice concepts until they get them right. Instead of an A or a B, teachers give written feedback about how students are performing. The end result, according to gradeless advocates, is that parents really understand what's happening at school. And that students enjoy learning more, and they're less stressed about grades. But is there any proof? Well, there isn't much data out there yet because all these gradeless programs are relatively new. But at one middle school in Brooklyn, New York, the percentage of students meeting the New York State standards for math and reading went up over four hundred percent in just two years. Excellent. Of course, the no grades movement has its doubters. Some say it's more work for teachers and more complicated for parents to understand how their kids are doing. Others say it's hard to coordinate and works better with math and science than subjects like English and history. And there are very few gradeless programs in high schools because most colleges use grade point averages for their admissions process. Bummer. So it might not be for everyone, but the gradeless revolution doesn't seem to be going away. States like Vermont, Maine, Idaho, and Illinois have all adopted gradeless programs, and at least 16 state legislatures and boards of education have adopted policies to encourage public schools to look beyond traditional grading systems. So, if the gradeless revolution keeps up this kind of momentum, it's just a matter of time before report cards look less like alphabet soup and more. Like actual reports. Thanks, Ryan. What do you think about going gradeless? Should schools give grades? Visit thetennews.com/contact and let us know. We might have you join us on the show. Since we're talking about school, we would love to talk about a groundbreaker in education. February is Black History Month, and today we're celebrating Black joy, Black creativity, and Black resilience. Have you heard of a girl named Ruby Bridges? She's a grown-up now, but when she was six years old, she was the first Black student to attend an all-white elementary school in New Orleans. <gasps> 
At the time, most schools in the South were segregated, meaning schools run by white people didn't allow black students to attend the same schools. In 1960, Ruby Bridges became the first to integrate into an elementary school in the South. And this was a few years after the U.S. Supreme Court landmark ruling in Brown versus the Board of Education of Topeka, Kansas, which ended racial segregation in public schools. Really? Ruby was escorted to and from school every day by four U.S. Marshals because of violence and death threats against her. Many white parents pulled their children out of schools because Ruby was accepted, and only one teacher in the entire school was willing to teach her. So, for an entire year, Ruby was taught one-on-one by Mrs. Henry, learning, playing, and eating lunch all by herself. Are you kidding me? Despite the threats and the challenges she faced, Ruby didn't miss a single day of school. And it might sound like ancient history, but Ruby Bridges is only 67 years old. That's the same age as maybe your parents or your grandparents. She changed the world when she was only six by opening the door for children of all races to learn together. And her resilience and strength inspire us still today. Way to go! Here to give us the news rundown is our head writer Ryan Willard. Thank you, Bethany. The situation in Ukraine is escalating, and President Biden announced economic sanctions to punish Russia. According to President Biden, Russia's moves on Ukraine are a quote flagrant violation of international law. Unquote. This story is constantly developing, so check in with your grown-ups, and we'll share updates as they come in. <sighs> a fourth grader staged a protest to bring chocolate milk back to his school and won. After a Northern California school district removed chocolate milk from the school. A nine-year-old fourth grader named Jordan decided to push back by making signs and slogans. He rallied his 26 classmates to join the protest with him, which prompted a visit from the school district's nutrition department. They negotiated on the spot and eventually decided to bring back chocolate milk once a week. What now, brown cow? <coughs> a rare baby ghost shark was discovered off the coast of New Zealand. New Zealand scientists found the incredibly rare ghost shark, also known as Chimera, 0.7 miles underwater. Though we should note, ghost sharks are not actual sharks. They're a species of fish that are closely related to sharks and rays. Their skeletons are mainly composed of cartilage, which is why they look pretty creepy. I'm Ryan Willard, and that's your rundown. All right, it's time for what? What? What's the big idea? Trivia on the ten. When some of your parents were kids, they might have had rituals when they were hoping for a snow day. Can you guess one of the most popular things kids did to try and make a snow day? Is it A, wear their pajamas inside out and backwards? B, put hot cocoa in the freezer? Or C, sleep in their snow boots? Did you guess it? The answer is. A. In some places, if there was a whiff of snow in the air, kids wore their pajamas inside out and backwards to try to get Mother Nature to cancel school. <laughs> you serious? Some kids also ate ice cream, put a white crayon on their windowsill, 
slept upside down in their bed, brushed their teeth with the opposite hand, or flushed ice cubes down the toilet. Although we don't recommend that. There's no proof these rituals bring about snow days, but maybe your parents, maybe even you, have done one or two of these things to bring about a snow day. Whatever. That's all we've got for today, but before you go, here's a quick note for the grown-ups. If you can't take the heat, it may be time for some cool clothing. The only way to play it cool this summer is in brand new Tommy John's. When you wear Tommy John, you're that much cooler, so you can do everything better thanks to breathable, lightweight fabric with four times the stretch of competing brands. With dozens of comfort innovations, Tommy John makes you look super hot while feeling super cool. From lounging at home to summertime fun. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics. With over 17 million pairs sold, people love Tommy John underwear and loungewear. I love wearing my Tommy John loungewear because it feels great after a long day. You should get Tommy John too. Plus, you're always covered with their best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. So shop TommyJohn.com slash T-E-N-N-E-W-S now for 20% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com slash 10 news for 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com slash 10 news. See site for details. Thanks for listening to the 10 news. Look out for our new episodes on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and extras on Saturdays. The 10 news is a co-production of small, but mighty media and next chapter podcast. And it's distributed by iHeartRadio. The Tenu's creative team is having a snowball battle and includes Tracy Crooks, Pete Musto, Ryan Willard, Adam Bernard, Tessa Flannery, and Natalie Alonzo. Ryan Nurse contributed to this episode. Our production director is Jeremiah Tittle, and our executive producers are Donald Albright and show creator Tracy Leeds Kaplan. I'm Bethany Van Delft, and thanks for listening to The Ten News. Hey, Tenors, here's an important thing. When you're at school... Enjoying your friends from all different races and different backgrounds. Don't forget to think about brave, brave people like Ruby Bridges, who made it possible for all of us to be together and enjoy each other today. It's super important. Okay, bye.